You are now listening to Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast, the show where we discuss a multitude of mind-boggling topics like the paranormal, conspiracies, extraterrestrials, brain-scrambling scientists, and anything mysterious. If you have a story to tell and you'd like to be a part of the conversation, send your thoughts to John Carter at mysteriesandbeliefspodcast.com. See you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to episode number 48 of Mysteries and Beliefs podcast with John Carter. Today, we come to you with a story that's been making its rounds in the headlines. Another UFO has been sighted. Today on the show, as usual, I'm joined by Lisa. Hello. So let's get right at it. The story that's been circling the headlines recently is... Another UFO sighting in San Diego. Yes. Actually, the stories that the, the Pentagon released a couple of years ago, they were on the West Coast also. This was on another naval ship in this story, but it's not a new sighting. So I don't understand what takes these people so long to come out with these stories. Or, Well, they've been happening recently. Happening recently, this story comes back from 2019. Yep. So it's only a year old. So they Well, considering how long it took them to... to for the last one, 2014, yeah. and we got it in 2020. Yeah. This story is popular because they said none of the images or video are classified. That's why I really didn't understand why it took so long for this to come out. So there's a few sightings. The first story that I'm referring to is the USS Omaha. Okay. And it's off of the coast of San Diego. What happened there was it was spotted a six-foot object just following along with the ship. I'm good on that. It followed them um, for some period of time. It dipped into the water and never came back out. There are some videos that are circulating also that will post something with the videos on it. It's interesting that the sightings were in the same locations as the other sightings of the other ships, like the gimbal videos, the video that the fighter pilots caught. It's pretty much in the same location. And what's also interesting is that I was looking at another story. This month is the 70th anniversary of the sightings in New Mexico. In the 1950s, there was Framington, New Mexico. There was a armada of ships that were seen. They described these as flying saucers. In the news story that I'm reading here, they appeared as flying saucers. Back in the 50s, if you watched anything in the media or any of the documentaries about UFOs, they always looked like the disc-shaped flying saucers. What's also interesting about that, we did touch on a story a couple of episodes ago about the American airline pilots that spotted something. That was also in New Mexico. That's the hub. Yeah, I guess New Mexico or the West Coast is the hub of UFOs. But the other sightings that the Pentagon released were in Virginia Beach and Norfolk. At some point, Somebody's going to come out and tell us that these UFOs are real. Somebody's going to come out and tell us and give us conclusive evidence that UFOs are real. Well, aside from the pilot, you mean? 
besides the pilot, something from the government with some type of news report saying we did have these ships in Area 51 at one point. We did research them, and this is what we found, and this is what we're seeing in the media today. Or this is what you're seeing in the media today. So at some point, they need to come out with these stories. I would love for them to put a news release. Well, (laughs) they're going to probably advertise it on Facebook first. (laughs) Just like the astronaut. (laughs) Instead of calling his people, the one who took the video from the space station. Yeah. He took the video of the, the UFO that he saw. Instead of calling his superiors, he decided to tweet it first. Right. And then, you know, talk to his superiors. You know, that's what's going to that's what's going to happen. They're going to put it on social media first. You heard it first from us. They're going to put it on there. It's true. I mean, there's been so many sightings here lately. I think the advent of social media, the way our media works, we can get the information disseminated much quicker than we did before. Not only that, but I think it's becoming I think it's more so because of Elon Musk and, you know, that big hype about him and his UFOs and something was to launch uh, when he was on Saturday Night Live. Did he already go on Saturday Night Live? He did. I won't say family, but let's just say family. Just, you know, Facebook family said that there were witnesses and everybody underneath of her post was saying, I saw it too. And this was out here in Virginia, though. I wonder if if that was the same thing that they so saw. So hold on, are you Beach. saying that something happened on Saturday Night Live so, with Elon so, Musk? So something Musk? was to happen with Elon Musk, the launch of Saturday Night on the on premiere, the, the airing of the, it. Okay. Other than Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all that. I'm not into that really, so I, I know I have the verbiage wrong. But that was supposed to skyrocket once he came on Saturday Night Live. But also there was supposed to have been some type of launch. I don't know if that was a conspiracy theory, guys. I'm I'm not about sure about the whole digital currency thing. Not just the digital currency, but he had no launch in the sky. He was there was supposed to be some type of. Oh, so what you're saying is he was supposed to launch one of his rockets. Apparently. At, OK, I got it. See, I didn't see it yet. I, I heard it that he was going to be on there, but I'm, I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I only watch it when certain people are on there. Right. You watch clips mostly. Yeah, watch mostly clips depending on who is the host. Right. So this person was hanging out at the park and they just witnessed that what they said identified as you hundreds of UFOs in the sky. Did anyone witness this? I tried to record it, but it wouldn't pick up on our cameras. People were saying they witnessed this type of event and their phones wouldn't work. And then somebody said, oh, yeah, I saw it. It's drones. Other people in North Carolina said they just sat there and watched for a while trying to figure it out, but you couldn't record or take pictures. And then someone else said they saw it in Gainesville. Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Virginia. Someone said that they're testing out their plane purposely, but there were hundreds of them. How was it jamming the frequency? If it, if you know what I mean? And oh, I know what it was. He was supposed to be launching satellites. I saw a blurb. I remember that. Yeah, because he said he wanted to get, I think, 100 satellites in the air. Were remember they 100? I think that's what he said, because remember when we spoke about before when he was going to do uh, Internet for countries that 
can't get internet and he was going to do it through his satellites. Oh. So I wonder if that's what he was going to deploy. And maybe that's why people were getting at him. Because we I, should know this, I, I, right? I, I heard some controversy about what was going on with his his appearance on Saturday Night Live. But like I said, I didn't watch the show and I haven't heard any other thing in the media about what happened uh, during his okay. appearance. He's talking about Doge on his t- Twitter. I just took the, the liberty of looking it up to see if there was something in regards to SpaceX launching. But you said that hundreds of crafts, but this story I just mentioned about in New Mexico back in the 1950s, it was something similar to that. We didn't have drones back then in the 1950s that could you know, true. launch yeah. 100 drones. And they said the people in New Mexico, that's what they saw, a armada of flying saucers back then. And also the same thing happened in Washington, D.C., that there were, I don't know how many spacecrafts or flying saucers that they saw, but there were saucers saucers seen in D.C. Mm. as well, right over the um, National Mall. See, yeah. How are hundreds of people seeing the same thing and just speculating what it is? Most people, for instance, when you and I were driving on the road and we the other night and we saw, what was it, a helicopter, you said? It looked like a helicopter. I didn't think it looked like a helicopter. It was really weird looking. Yeah, it was. And the way it maneuvered, like I said, the lights were coming directly at us. Okay, let's tell the story. We were driving down um, the highway on our way home one night. We just saw... Uh, planes come down. We live near Dallas Airport and these planes were coming. Uh, this one plane in particular was coming down the middle of the highway. The lights were facing us. And moments later, they turned all the way around the other direction. I don't know any aircraft that can, uh, can sit still and turn in that manner that it did. At first, I thought it was a helicopter the way it dipped and went around. But as we got underneath of it, we could see underneath of the airplane. And it did not look like a regular structure of what we know as our modern, modern commercial aircrafts that we have. It was very strange looking. It was kind of dark on the the bottom because you you couldn't really, you could see the structure, but you couldn't see. I mean, it looked curved a little bit to me. And it just flew on its way. We both saw pretty much the same thing. Our description is similar. You know how if somebody says, well, it looks more oval shaped. Well, it looks more such and such. I, I'm trying to drive my point home. I'm just saying hundreds of people see the same thing or saying the same thing. Yeah. It, so if so, they see it all at the same time, how could how could it spread around? Yeah. That instantaneously saying, oh, this space craft looked like this. Right. You know, I don't think, you know, we can get stuff out in social media quickly, but everybody's not linked to everybody on social media. Right. So if you're over here and you're over there and you're um, putting a story out or post out at the exact same time, describing the exact same object, you know, how could you just dispel that? You know, that's it. And now that they're, they're getting all these pilots that are coming out, in the new, well, 60 minutes, that guy, he just said, it's an everyday occurrence, pretty much. It happens more often than not. We saw the videos where they just don't report it. They, yeah, they'll talk about it and 
Well, it's recorded, so. No, it's recorded, but it's not reported. It's not right. And um, so he was saying that it's, he was trying to get the guy on 60 Minutes Interviewer to imagine looking at something at, at top speed and it being that technical, pretty much. Did you, were you, did you get a chance to look at the clip? I think Probably. his name is Bill. I've watched a lot of these things on, you know, UPAs, unidentified, um, what do they call UPAs? Unidentified UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomenas. I watched Lou Elizondo. Lou Lou Elizondo. And you guys out there, if you're fans or if you're a follower of the UFO culture, you know Lou Elizondo. He was the head of the U.S. UFO task force for the Pentagon back in, I think it was the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, to the 2000s. And he's actually come out with quite a few videos saying that some of the evidence that he researched was, you know, was extraterrestrial. I mean, it's not a matter of if it's real, it's when our government is going to tell the truth that they are real. We just need for them to tell the truth. That's the thing. So, Something's out there. Yeah. So it's more believable because it's terrible that, you know, you have skeptics already out there, but then you have fanatics too. And the fanatics are the ones who, um, the bad thing about that, you get diverted away from the truth, from the fanaticism of some of these people about UFOs because they go to these conferences, they dress up like aliens and they have these, again, you don't want to say, you don't want to say people's stories aren't real, but they come up with some outlandish stories about they've been on different planets and they've been abducted thousands of times since they were a child. And um, they come to visit me every night and, you know, things like that. And, and that kind of, like I said, diverts it from the true findings or stories that are true. It's the it's like the the boy who cried wolf. You know, pretty much the same thing. I mean, you have Bob Lazar going back in, into the eighties and nineties. People didn't believe Bob Lazar because the government tried to discredit him from working at Area Fifty One or with the spacecrafts and same thing in Arizona. You see, I'm trying to think of some other stories. Oh, and, and the famous story about, um, what's his name? Dan Aykroyd. When Dan Aykroyd had that TV show, he talked about uh, UFO sightings and some of the evidence that they had. The show was taken off of the air. Of they course. canceled it he, immediately. He was being too, what do you call it? He was scaring the public and awakening people. And they weren't ready for that. And, that's and what I don't they mean feel. to sound when you say stuff like awakening and things like that, you sound like a quack almost. That's not my that's not my goal. I'm just saying that. Listen, if you have pilots saying this, what's his name? Um, the other pilot, the one that saw the one in Virginia Beach, that the the younger gentleman, and he said that it's a security risk. Yes, it's it's, it's real. And Lou Elizondo said the same thing. Yeah, I mean it is a risk. To national security with if we don't know what these things are and we can't catch them to to figure out what they are. And another interesting thing that Lou Elizondo mentioned was that if it were extraterrestrial, that would be better than if it were man-made. Because if it were man-made, could you just imagine, I mean, this is a quote from him, that 
the Chinese or the Russians had the technology to instantaneously put a nuclear bomb over our White House. Can you imagine? We're done. Yeah, what would, what would ha- well, yeah, we would be done. We would be so, so far behind the curb. Right. As far as, you know, technology. Uh, what's his name? The guy that I was just talking about, the Bill Whitaker, the interviewer on 60 Minutes, was asking about infrared, like how they're catching these things. Yeah, it's through their radar and radar infrared. And, infrared. Yeah. and he's the pilot is like, yeah, pretty hard to spoof that. There's no way. There's no way, you know how you can create a a pick a grainy picture of something flying across the sky that fast. And if you're in an aircraft and that thing is just, I mean, just just blowing you out of the water. Thirteen thousand miles per hour, they said. Yeah, you know they're going three. You know, and some of the maneuvers um, that he said that Lou Elizondo mentioned was they get in trouble going 3,000 miles an hour making some of the maneuvers that these crafts would be doing. But they're going in excess of 10,000 miles an hour and making these maneuvers. Mm. So regardless of what you think it may be, that is impossible based on our physics of what we know. Right. Because it was so much on the interview just debunking, you know, it's about time really that they had something where they're the platform like Washington Post did an article inside edition 60 minutes and 60 minutes is the one that, that did the interview. And it's about time they kind of did it where people are now at home. More people are tuned in front of the television and on Facebook. You can't get rid of or get away from media. So this is the time if they're going to come out with something. It's like everything. Yeah, it's good. I love it because I want to hear these stories, but it's just like sweeps week or shark week. That's (laughs) all they do. Everybody latches onto a story and everybody wants to be the first person to put that story out or to break this news. And sorry, you're not the first person. And people have been seeing these from beginning of our existence. Just go back to some of these cave paintings. Cave paintings. I mean, there have been cave paintings, there have been hieroglyphs, there have been different types of, I guess, interpretations of what we would picture to a UFO to be to these people at that time that they were, they were creating these images. And I'm sorry, back in the day in BC, I don't think anybody's seen a helicopter. I don't think, think anybody has seen... Um, an airplane. So where did these images come from? Right. Where did they come from? Well, well, just like you were saying just a moment ago the, about it could be one of our enemies that has this technology. But some of the pilots already speculated that it's some U.S. kind of secret, you know. I'm not sure because that would be really, really hard to cover up. There could be technology and there is technology that we don't know about, but technology, that technology that advanced would have to come from some physicists out of universities and things like that. I don't know if the government can just hire people and just develop things like that. It's either they're reverse engineering um, some of these crafts that may have crashed or they've 
um, dug up what they said in different things that they excavated, or there are physicists and engineers that can build these things. And some of the elements that they use, I don't think is that easy to obtain. Well, we wouldn't know because we are, listen, they have the whole. We can only speculate. We can only speculate. They have the men in black. (laughs) And what did he say? That's above my pay grade, son. Oh, that was in Marvel. No, that was in men in black. Was it? Yeah. That's above my pay grade, son. No, that's above your pay grade. Well, whatever. My point is. I think that's what he told Will Smith when he first came on. Yeah. It's, it's all the same. They We wouldn't know. No. Even if we're closing the gap on them and there's definitive evidence that there's something out there, it would still take them to finally admit it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to create public outcry more to where it desensitizes us. And then they say, oh, okay, we've known about it for some odd years. Yeah, but when they do that, they have to separate the cream from the milk. What do you mean? Like we said a few minutes ago, get rid of the quacky fanatics, UFO fanatics, and get those real stories out there, the real sightings by police officers, by firefighters, by uh, military personnel, by fighter pilots, things like that. These, These real stories. Because these people aren't making these stories up. We need the fact first. We don't need the um, abduction and all of that stuff. We just need to know for not just security purposes, but what else is out there. And we science purposes, evolution's purposes. I saw a story today. I I, um, couldn't go all the way through. I think I may have sent it to you about the spheres that are showing up. Um, I can't vet I, it. Yeah. If you guys know what I'm talking about, message me. I saw me. that the other, um, I was watching something the other day when they were talking about this, those spheres. Yeah, it was a person, they named the person and where she was from that found one of the spheres in Texas. The, the thing that uh, we're not saying that people are seeing um, aliens, extraterrestrials. Right. We're saying that there are unidentified objects that are in our airspace and in our waters yep. all over the world. So at some point, one of these governments in this world on Earth will have to come out and say yay or nay, if these things are real, or our country has been working on this technology and this is what it is. That's that's it. It's probably going to be in our lifetime that they'll say it, but we're going to be elderly and, and we'll be sitting on a porch rocking back and forth going, I told you so. It's about dang time. We'll probably have the accent, too. Did you like that? It's about dang time. Mm, I don't know where you're going to get that accent from. <laughs> Not in Northern Virginia. <laughs> uh, the technology as far as the aerial, aerial, I guess, dynamics of these aircrafts. If they're using some type of gravity wave propulsion system, then that's the only way that could be some type of living being inside this thing because it displaces gravity. It, it warps, you know, it warps gravity and you're pretty much like in a bubble. Right. Once it warps it, I mean, you're really not going fast. You're really not moving. 
you're just manipulating time. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to explain because I'm not a, you know, physicist or anything like that. And, and, you know, I know I watch a lot of stuff about gravity and, you know, quantum physics and things like that. But you can just imagine that if you take one piece of paper and you draw two points on a piece of paper, one point is 1,000 miles away from one to the next. And if you just close them up and put them together, it's instantaneously that you've traveled a thousand miles. And that's what gravity does if you bend space time. If you bend it, who knows? And wonder how long it's been. And if going you on. bend it, they will come. <laughs> you remember that? You didn't even watch the movie, did you? I didn't either. I did watch the movie, and that's not what they said. I know. If but... you build it, he will come. I know we we will we talked about that on I the know, Mandela effect Mandela effect yeah so yeah the I'll, I'll I'll send the article about the spheres I just wasn't of course you can't vet anything without the government or anything like that and it could be a quacky story I have to admit I, I'm you know I'm not that vested in it but take a look at it yeah. so I'll send the link to, to wrap you. these things up I'll go back to the story that we started off with yeah. at the USS Omaha. Apparently, there were multiple of these ships that were sighted over some period of time. And again, this is not the very first time. And all these stories that we've talked about are recent stories within, you know, the 19th century and the 20th century that they've they've seen something that is unidentified. Again, we're not saying they're extraterrestrials. We're not saying there's some beings from out of space. We just don't know what it is. So until we find out what it is, I we mean, can we, can, we can only speculate. They're here to probe us. We talked about that before, too. We did. And this was a short one for us. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add about this? I would like to know what our uh, listeners think. It's big. Everybody's talking about it on social media, no matter what platform. I would love to get your opinion if you have one. All right. Well, like she said, if you've seen a UFO, if you had some extraterrestrial experiences, and we've had some experiences with UFO sightings ourselves here in Northern Virginia, let us know. Send it to us. And if you were, if you know what I'm talking about, all those hundred lights and all that stuff that everybody saw on my Facebook, reach out, let us know what it is. And if you were able to take pictures or video. All right. And and to closing up this show, if you've had any UFO sightings, if you're interested in these stories, or if you're a fan of UFO folklore like I am, just send us your story at John Carter at Mysteries and Beliefs Podcast.com. We can share your story. You can be on the show to share your story. Until next time, guys. Bye. Live long and prosper. Oh, jeez. Oh, God.